Insurance in Action, the podcast of your total quality assurance provider, Intertech. Today, our episode will be a episode released under Total Sustainability in Progress called Risk Management. Uh, check out Total Sustainability in Progress. It's a podcast for organizations looking to create a more sustainable future, also put on by Intertech. Uh, so this episode features Intertech's David Mule uh, discussing sustainable risk management. And without further ado, here is the episode. Today, we will be discussing sustainability and risk management with our guest, David Mule, who is the Vice President of Global Business Development for Intertech Business Assurance. David, how are you doing today? Doing great, Seth. Thanks for asking. Very good. So, David, what is your experience with risk management and what is your role with Intertech? Well, currently I'm uh, responsible for global business development within the business assurance group, as you mentioned. Um, in this role, I work uh, primarily on uh, focusing on a growing existing business with respect to the third-party programs, the traditional ISO offerings and uh, supplier management uh, activities, as well as identifying and developing new programs and services. Um, I also look after the global automotive oversight uh, program, our team in the U.S., training, custom audit development, and focusing on risk management portfolio in the Americas. Um, as far as my background, uh, I've been in the standards business probably about 25, 30 years, uh, in various different levels, started as an auditor. Uh, I've, in the risk management portfolio, I've obtained a, a degree in risk management from the Risk Management Institute. Uh, in the UK, um, a certified practitioner in business impact analysis or BIA, and as well, I have lead auditor status in ISO 22301, uh, risk management and business continuity. Great. How does managing risk make a company more sustainable? That's a good question. Uh, risk is the effect. If you have to, if you look at the definition, risk is the effect of uncertainty on objectives. The effects can be both positive being opportunities or negatives in the form of threats. Being able to identify and prioritize both opportunities and threats impacting a business, um, a company is more likely to achieve the stated objectives over a longer period of time. So sustained success. So for example, uh, supply chain disruptions such as late delivery and poor quality may prevent the organizations from meeting internal and external expectations thus impacting existing and future orders or could have or could include a financial penalty. And obviously, when these things happen, you're not meeting objectives and then you're going to pay the price for it. Uh, you know, again, other examples, we continue to hear of cybersecurity breaches, most notably in banks and retail sectors, as well as natural disasters and the impact it has on business resilience. Uh, resilience being the ability of an organization to recover. And not managing risk in an, in an organization leaves you vulnerable and open to the effects of negative risk. So what types of risks do organizations need to look out for? Well, there's a, there's a, a few schools of thought. There's a lot of um, topics on this. But uh, a business, first of all, if you describe a business risk can be described as a future possibility that may prevent you from achieving goals and objectives, as we just mentioned. And these could include competitive risks, such as loss of market share or pricing concerns. Uh, could be economic risks. This could be turmoil or challenges in the global economy, increasing costs, um, and impacting supply chain. 
operational risks, this would be applied to most organizations having ineffective or uh, failed processes within an organization. Again, these processes are not capable of meeting objectives. That's a significant risk. There's legal and regulatory uh, risks that can apply. So everybody has to comply with the legal and regulatory requirements. And if you're not in managing those, the, the impact is significant, including business disruption. Uh, we've all seen re- examples of reputational risk and brand damage. So organizations that have had food recalls or fast food chain restaurants and those types of things, the impact is immediate and widespread um, as a result of uh, challenges they have, and that impacts your reputational risk or your brand. Uh, resource risks are a big issue these days with, um, you know, organizations struggling to retain top talent and, you know, individuals coming into the workplace with different expectations always becomes a challenge. It seems as if, relative to what you were discussing, uh, there's sort of classifications of risk. Now, what are some emerging ones that uh, you've seen in, in the past 10 years or so? Well, every year... Uh, Every year there's a top 10 global list that's that's published uh, in the industry, in the risk management in- industry. And you can see them fluctuating over time, what's significant, what's moving from number 10 to number one, and, and these types of things. And, you know, a real good example is climate change. Climate change with the focus of the millennials and, and organizations on sustainability and these types of things uh, – have pushed climate change to be in a significant topic at the C-suite globally. Uh, right now, that's a, one of the merging ones. Uh, economic slowdown with the turmoil you see in the indus- in the marketplaces. Uh, there's always a concern with respect to new tariffs or or challenges or issues between countries and trade. Slowdown and in, in, uh, those types of things actually have a significant impact as well. Uh, business interruption is always, that's a broad statement. Uh, if you say business interruption, it can apply to a lot of things. Um, but if we use a, a typical example, there's a, a good one recently with the drones, the unauthorized drones in the, the UK um, airline industry and the impact it had on shutting down uh, all the various businesses and, and activities that are associated with it. The ripple effect was, was significant. With these types of things. Uh, cybersecurity continues to grow. It, uh, years ago, cybersecurity was number 10 on the list, and it's it's topping out at one and two or three these days. And that's simply because of the impact we're seeing on a daily basis of the things that are happening in that world and the breaches. Uh, failure to innovate is is long been viewed as, as a standing risk, and that goes way back. You can look at Kodak or Polaroid and Examples, Blockbuster uh, is a good example that most people, it'll resonate with most people. Uh, video rental uh, company was at its peak in 2004. Um, they did survive a change from VHS to DVD, which was which is good, but they failed to innovate into markets that allowed for delivery and, and online streaming. So uh, obviously, um, you know, failure to innovate caused them their future. Uh, brand reputation is another one. Um, it's 
you know, brand reputation with the speed of social media and the impact it has, uh, you can only have to look as far as the meat processing industry, the impact of a listerious, uh, listeriosis outbreak and the impact it has, uh, lasting impact it has on consumers is significant. People don't tend to forget those things, especially if it affects you personally. Uh, and again, the failure to retain top talent, as previously mentioned, uh, workplace aging workforce and the lack of ability to retain that top talent, um, the changing needs of the millennials and, and the people entering the workforce is causing significant challenges for organizations. Those are just some of the emerging ones that uh, you're starting to see. Now, how can a company go about managing those risks? Well, that is the million-dollar question. It's, uh, it, it is a significant challenge for most companies. But the bottom line is, you know, if you follow the PDCA formula, Plan, Do, Check, Act, it typically will get you there. And then putting the framework around risk management with that, um, really the first step is in managing risk is to first understand what is your risk exposure. You know, what types of risk is your company currently exposed to and how do you identify those? Once you've defined these, you, then the next step is really prioritizing your risk. Um, and the, the industry standard on that is severity, occurrence, and detection. And it's a mathematical formula that's used to assess and evaluate risk that you're exposed to to understand which ones are most significant. And the reason you want to do that is because you when you put your risk uh, portfolio together, your risk registry, you'll see that it's it can be an overwhelming task. So you need to start somewhere. You need to start on parts of that that you can start to break down and implement over time. And really the best way to do that is to understand which ones have the most significant impact to the business. Uh, then once you have the prioritization, you start with your mitigation plans, and that's where you work with your with your teams internally, you can do some business impact analysis to understand the the, uh, the integrated risk and, and the uh, impact it has across the entire organization. And you start to develop mitigation plans should the risk take place so that you're prepared, uh, you know, in good fashion for that. Clearly, a big point of all of this is educating your staff. Uh, you may think your teams can identify you know, risks and, and these types of things and, and understand what they are. But the people doing the job typically have a better handle and, and, you know, more relevant, uh, understanding of what those risks are on a day to day basis. So educating your staff so that they know what the plans are. So when you do have a, uh, a disruption or an event, if you call it, uh, or these people can actually deliver to the plan that you've set up. So the mitigation is a is a good strategy to move forward with. And then leading by examples. Uh, you can't stress enough that senior levels of management need to be involved in all of this, including um, communication and being involved in all of the uh, mitigation, mitigation strategies. Now, Intertech offers many of these risk-based services, and they, you know, they're, they're standard. They come in, in various uh, formats that everybody's familiar with. The ISO 27000 for IT, uh, ISO 22301 is a, is a business continuity and resilience standard, a very good starting point for most organizations. And that really talks about how to set up a, a risk-based program. 
Uh, ISO 37001 deals with anti-bribery and corruption, and along with a host of other various supply chain solutions that we offer. You know, a lot of these standards are are good for individual cases and needs that happen within an organization, or they're driven by customer requirements or contractual requirements. One of the unique offerings that Intertech has in its total sustainability assurance program is that we connect all of the dots. We can put all of these risk, um, high level of uh, risk categories together in the sustainability program to offer the organizations a one-stop shop to identify and manage uh, all types of risks that they're exposed to. So what organizations do you see as more at risk than others? Well, that's a, it's an interesting question. I mean, risk is agnostic, um, applies to everybody. And, you know, we'll have the same impact on all companies if not managed well. And the bottom line, not meeting objectives. So uh, it really doesn't matter what organization we look at, the impact is the same. However, the the uh, results or the severity could, could change dramatically. Um, for example, high-risk organizations, um, you know, they could include large and complex supply chains that are not well-defined. And in some cases, they're not even well understood or known and you know you just need to look at recent examples with apple and and suppliers violating chinese labor laws and apple's own internal standards to just to see how they can be impacted you know uh, just on the supply chain alone and if you don't know your you know your supply base well and you don't have a good understanding a good control of it uh, the impact can be significant so the risks are, are, are quite uh, immediate and apparent. Um, organizations that also operate in unstable environments, that could be, you know, traditional weather issues, political concerns, uh, maybe war-torn areas, or those uh, su- uh, subject to conflict are more prevalent in some parts of the world than others. Um, you know, you could look at examples and include areas that have well-documented history of severe weather, including hurricanes and tropical storms. We know they're going to happen. We know even the months that they typically happen. Believe it or not, September 10th in North America is the peak. Uh, they've got it down to the day. And, you know, if you look at that and you understand that we're, this is a, this is the nature of doing business, then we need to be prepared and be ready to have our mitigation plans in place. Um, but if you look at really high-risk industries and which ones maybe have a, a more significant impact than the others, um, certainly food comes to mind. Uh, we mentioned listeriosis and some other food concerns, and you look at recent examples with Chipotle and others. Uh, the impact is fast and it's furious. Uh, social media can take it on, and it, the, the, you know, the, um, the result is significant, sickness and death. I mean, those are where you really see challenges. Aerospace, uh, recent examples with Boeing and, and, and the Max Jet, um, Max Airliner, it's, and the challenges they have and the immediate impact of, again, of multiple deaths and, and challenges within the industry, uh, you know, has, the risk is so significant that, you know, there's no, there's no second chance in those areas. Um, Medical is another area. You know, if you're waiting on the operating table and it's life and death, um, equipment needs to work. Those things need to things need to happen. Need to be available when uh, 
when the event happens. So those are some of the areas, I, the industries I would consider more significant than others. This has been today's episode of Assurance in Action. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about sustainability, uh, please go to intertech.com slash sustainability. And uh, please also follow Total Sustainability in Progress wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, a subscription and rating uh, really help a lot. And we, we would appreciate you if you did both for Assurance in Action and Total Sustainability in Progress. Also, uh, follow our social media channels, uh, which will be linked uh, in the description of this podcast. And thank you, as always, for listening.